Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, keeping it American with USA Rugby Men's 15 head coach Gary Gold and the head honcho of the Can-Ams, one of the country's best tournaments, Cam Moody. Hey everybody and welcome to Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City and we have the pleasure of speaking with head coach Gary Gold of USA Rugby today. Coach, I wish we had different circumstances and more pleasant items to discuss than what the current situation you guys, USA Rugby, are in after the the uh, disappointing performances, I guess you'd say, or results against Chile, but we don't. But welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Thanks, thanks again. Um, yeah, for inviting me on your show. Um, I, as you say, uh, I've been on in much uh, happier times than 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 we're going through right now. But um, uh, yeah, you know, there's lots of lessons that people learn in adversity. You know, and uh, we're in the middle of adversity at the moment now. And um, you know, I'm here to front up and and take responsibility for what's what's gone on and and fix it basically let's fix it and fix it as soon as possible and thank the good lord above we do have another chance this time we've got to get it right you know to go to rugby world cup next year and it's not just because i i think i'm a person who's who's positive by nature but i there are some silver linings right now i I appreciate that a lot of usa rugby fans can't see those silver linings right now but um yeah there's a few silver linings around what's going on at the moment um i i wouldn't wish what's what's happened in the last year to to my to my worst enemy but you know we are where we are at the moment now and let's dust ourselves off and and get up and 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 fix the job and the silver linings are the fact that um i think we're probably going to get to spend a lot more time together than than we originally anticipated and you mean prior to november's rebishage tournament we're hoping we're hoping so yeah we're hoping so plans are foot at the moment now for for that to 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 try and be the case obviously we don't have mlr at the moment now so you know that's one thing that you know we we're not going to have to be bothering clubs about about using players and you know the time is right now for us to to actually try and spend some time together and, and get something in the diary to get some games done i i have no confirmation of any of that at the moment yet it's just it's still in the planning stages and and then, and then what we do know is they're going to be three games in November, you know, and 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 that's going to be either Tonga or Hong Kong, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be Kenya and it's going to be Portugal, and we're going to have to win all three of those games to 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 qualify. And um, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna remain um, positive about this group of players, you know, and you know, there's a lot of things we we got wrong and and we made mistakes. There's there's no shying away from that. I think it would be cowardly and and unintelligent to, to, to try and shy away from that um but um and i'm not for one minute going to do that and i'm definitely not going to make any excuses uh we got it wrong uh, we got we, we got smacked in the face as you like to say um and um and we and we have to fix it but um i, I still got a lot of faith in this group of players They're good 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 rugby players good bunch of guys and I think the more time we spend together, the, the quicker we can iron out these problems and we can turn it around quickly. And dare I say it, you almost need to just take a team like Chile and have a look at them. You know, have a look at what they've been able to do over the last 12, 18 months in terms of spending time together and look how much they've improved. And credit where it's due. You know, sometimes it's always difficult when you're the loser and you're the man lying on the floor and you've been knocked out. But sometimes you need to give credit to, to, to the people who've knocked you out. And, uh, Pablo's done a good job with that group and 
having spent the time that they've spent together, they, they've improved dramatically, certainly since we played against them only two years ago. Coach, you brought up time together, and I'm not sure if people out there are aware, but since like March of 2021, if you consider the fact that 19 of the 23 match day Chilean players play on the professional team in Superliga Selknam, 19 of those guys play together on the same team that comprised the Chilean roster. And they have played, that group basically has played like 33 games since March of 2021. Whereas the Eagles have assembled, what, eight or nine times, including the match against the All Blacks and the match that never materialized against Ireland. You could argue yeah. that maybe some of those energies spent in those two matches should have spent been spent elsewhere, and you guys should have been playing a lot more, specifically in the November test window that went with not a single match. Yeah, you spot on the money there. Um, again, uh, you know, I'm 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 uh, in, I'm incredibly careful here that um, none of that ever gets seen as an excuse. Um, I don't I don't want that to be an excuse, but. What you have said there are the facts. It is reality. Um, that group have spent over 30, 30 games together and and, and um, probably add another half a dozen additional pre-training weeks to that, you know. So probably over 40 weeks together and, and we haven't. But, you know, that that's why I'm confident we can rectify things, you know. I think there's a plan for us to spend time together and, and, and a substantial period of time and, and get those gains, you know, get those gains that, that, that Chilean group, as you, as you mentioned, did get, you know, and, 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 and you're right. I mean, you know, not, you know, having, having qualifiers last year where, where, where we, you know, obviously were successfully against Canada, but went against Uruguay in very similar circumstances to then um, having lost our players. And when we had to play the New Zealand game, because it was out of the red, red nine window, it would have been a great opportunity for us to have reassembled in November, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately, it wasn't to be. And again, you know, that's in the past. And, you know, those are interesting lessons to learn and, and they're lessons that, I think I think we have learned. The organisation has has learned, and um, certainly uh, there's a, a real good intention and initiative for for the organisation to be, um, you know, to be working really hard to get us to spend time together now, so that we can we can put together a, a, a realistic run of games now before we go into that November um, repechage window. That's what the plan is, and uh, yeah, and, I, and and I'm pretty excited about that. Let me walk you back to June of 2018. Arguably its biggest victory ever in beating Scotland in a boiling hot, humid Houston. I was there. It was an unbelievable moment. And you just felt like, okay, we're on the cusp of rising. If you if you had to look back, what would you say would be maybe a couple of few things that impacted where we were then to where we find ourselves now? That's a good question, Matt. Um, no question of a doubt. As with everybody else. COVID, obviously, you know, not having 
picked up a rugby ball post the 2019 Rugby World Cup for, for, for over a year was impactful. Um, other teams actually did get back to work a lot quicker. For example, um, SLAR and the MLR had a couple of games at the beginning of the year. Um, some, some teams did play. Um, so the effect of COVID and how quickly um, we came back to playing was, was a factor. Again, I must stress other people were in similar situations. Um, on top of that, obviously, USA going into bankruptcy um, put a halt on things for a while. Um, and it was a little bit of uh, one step forward, two steps back. Um, in saying that, I, I, I want to say that I, I think there were quite a lot of things that res were resolved during that period of time that are improved now. Um, and that, believe it or not, even though it looks doomy and, and gloomy at the moment now, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, the, the, there's a new board in place at the moment now. Uh, the chairman's an unbelievably accomplished man. Um, uh, and and I, th I think there's some decent plans in place. And let's give a little bit of credit where it's due as well. You know, post coming out of bankruptcy, you know, the powers of B have put together a pretty good program to get a men's and women's World Cup here in, in eight or nine years' time, you know. So um, while we, we also just got to keep a bit of perspective, you know, things aren't necessarily going well for the men's 15s team on the field right now, but the sevens could potentially be winning a World Cup this year. Um, they've got a great program under Mike. Uh, the women's team are going to a World Cup this year. We're really excited about that. They've had some good results this year. Um, women's sevens team under M are, are also rapidly improving. And, you know, they could get a, a, a good result this year in the World Cup as well. So it's not all doom and gloom at the moment, although this is how sport works, man. You go through these ebbs and flows and it does, it does feel like that. You know, I mean, I, I think pretty much if you picked up the phone to most of our New Zealand friends at the moment, they would feel the same way right now. You know, they'd feel that New Zealand rugby is in the doldrums, is down and out. They've just lost a home series that had never, ever happened in the last 20 years. So sports I'd say everybody's wearing there. black there, but that's always the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so, it, it, again, I just think it's important to keep perspective and leaders need to keep perspective. And in an ideal world, I would love to have spent a lot more time together, you know, as a group. It, it would have been great. You know, it would have been great for us to be able to spend time together. And the good news, is, as I said earlier, you know, I think that is the plan, not, not necessarily just now for the next few three or four months. But I think going forward there, in fact, I know there are really positive plans for the men's national team to spend significantly longer periods of time together and probably in this half of the year. So, so 2024, post the July window, there's a plan for there to be another international competition over September, August, September, October, which will be another four to six weeks in camp and then obviously the November window. And that pretty much will get us in line with, you know, most teams in the world that are, that are spending between 10 and 12 weeks a year together and hopefully a couple more weeks of training facilities. And, and that's what everybody else is doing. You know, we can't ask for more than that because ultimately, you know, these guys have got to go back to their clubs where they earn their money and, and where they play. And, and that's going to, that is always going to consume uh, large portions of their time during the course of the year. So, so I'd say those three factors and, and, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a perfect storm that's, that's hit us. And, um, uh, you know, and, 
as I say, you know, we just, I'm just very blessed and very grateful that we've got one more chance at this. And, you know, funny things come out of adverse times, you know, and people grow, you know, and they, they get better uh, by making mistakes and learning and taking responsibility. And that's all I really want us to do at the moment now is just focus on getting better, focus on learning from our mistakes and, you know, have a no excuses environment. And there was a lot of things that happened that were avoidable. Some mental you know, meltdowns, to, perhaps, that, possibly, you know. Possibly, but, you know, issues that we, you know, we need to take responsibility for. And it starts with me. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and throw players under the bus. It doesn't work like that. It starts with me, and, I'll, you know, I'll take responsibility for that. And, and I'll take the same responsibility to fix it. All right, Coach, we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back in a second with Coach Gary Gold of Team USA. Looking for your next vehicle? With Shee's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in store. We make it easy with our award winning service. It's easy at Shee. Shee.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back with Gary Gold, head coach of USA Rugby's Men's 15s. Gary, last question. What do you need to happen between now and November for you and the Eagles to have the best chance at qualifying for Rugby World Cup 2023? So I think we've touched on it a little bit indirectly early on this conversation, Matt, and, and, and the, the issues is that uh, we need to spend time together as a group a longer period of time, not assembling on a Sunday and playing on a Saturday, which we are planning on doing. We spend time together, we review, we train really, really hard, and we train smart. We, we train correct habits. We we train the fact that um, silly errors in discipline are going to cost us significantly in tight test matches. We take responsibility as a group that if we say we're going to do something, then all 15 guys need to be on the same page and the coaching staff all at exactly the same time. And, you know, that you build from spending time together as a group, that you build from repetition, uh, being able to play on a reasonably consistent basis week in and week out, where you can have a level of opposition. You're going to test you week in and week out, and you can keep going back so that it's not necessarily, in this case, pressure Hot situations where you go down to Santiago and win by a point in, in conditions like we had and then you're coming back here and you're kicking for goal to win the game and qualify for World Cup and the TMO intervenes and there's a foul play call and then all of a sudden the game's over, you know. So we need to be putting ourselves into position that at 19-0 we, we're growing the lead and we are ticking the scoreboard over the whole time. not The foot on the throat, possession. so to speak. Yes keeping our foot on the throat, learning what what that momentum that we've worked so hard for 31 minutes and played really well, played really, really well for 31 minutes to get yourself against a very good Chilean team, get yourself into 19-0 lead, and we just need to keep that momentum ticking over, whether that's whether that's kicking to the corner and making sure we call the right line out and execute the drive or whether it's kicking a goal or whether it's playing field position or whether it's holding onto the ball and not losing the ball carelessly in, in, in a contact situation, whatever that is, you know, and spending time together, being able to drill it into touch. Yeah. 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 All, all of the above, you know, and, and just 
being able to rep that as much as possible, you know, because that's what builds cohesion, Matt. Whether we like that or not, it's not the romantic answer. It's it's not the answer people want to hear. But you know, that's you know, to your point earlier about teams who who, who play together and spend a lot of time together is is that's what happens with this cohesion. Is the cohesion starts to build, and you have people who say that you watch a team and they just seem to have so much time on the ball and they almost read each other. Well, it, it does become like that. It does become telepathic when you spend enough time together. Our goal is to really use these next three, four months to try and assemble as much as possible, try and get in as many games as we possibly can, try and push our standards to as high as we possibly can. And we know we can get there because to your very point, you know, we've been there in We've been there in 2018. We were there for large portions of 2019 as well. We know that this group of players can do it. And we, you know, we know that we can drive those standards. We're looking forward to just getting back onto the training field and showing some courage, showing some pride, real, real pride in this jersey and how much it means for us to want to, um, to want to get, get into this Rugby World Cup, to prove to the USA public that how, how much we are hurting about the fact that, you know, we let you down on the weekend and, and, um, and the best way to show that is to go out and, and prove it on the field, you know, that you're prepared to to leave it all out there, you know, and uh, that the rugby club because seeing that you you're a group who who are really passionate for wanting to to turn this thing around and and fix it and wanting to get into a rugby world cup. Once that's happened, then then we need to kick it up a gear, you know, and we need to because we we don't want to just go to another rugby world cup and make up the numbers again. You know, this is not the first time USA Rugby have had to go through a repechage. You know, the organisation's been there, we've done it, and um, we need to step up to the plate. It's just as simple as that. Just briefly before I let you go, Coach, explain to me the repechage. You you have to win all three of your matches, or is it a point thing? It's a point thing. So we will be playing those three teams. They'll play each other as well. Everybody plays each other. But my understanding is it's uh, you'll get f- four points for a win, and I'm assuming you'll get a tribe bonus point as well. Um, and possibly a point for ending within seven. Um, and, you know, you can possibly get five points for a win and a bonus point if you deny the opposition. Ooh. And then at the end of the three rounds, the team who've got the most points goes to the regular World Cup. You've got to win all three games. Yeah, control your own destiny. But I'll tell you what, it's not something the American rugby fan wanted, but you want to watch something with real consequences for wins and losses. This repechage tournament coming up in November is something you need to target on your calendars and wear your red, white, and blue out there. Coach, I I appreciate you coming on. Um, If it's any consolation, there have been two polls out this week, and the polls back you as remaining as the head coach. So if the powers that be are listening out there, let Gary and the and the guys finish the mission and qualify for this World Cup in 2023. Coach Gary Gold, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Matty. Appreciate your time. All right. We'll be right back. Rugby Now, delivering premier brands to players and coaches, our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation. Your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has the taste and the flavor what do you think is on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer.
back and we're keeping American with one of my favorite rugby tournaments on the planet, the Can-Ams up in Saranac and Lake Placid again this year. And we have none other than Mr. Cam Moody, who's charged with getting the whole thing off the ground. Cam, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cam, for the folks that don't know that have been in a coma or living in a cave, the Can-Ams, Can is Canadian, Am is American, and it's... You know, it was originally started in the early 70s by guys like John Morgan and his 75 brothers and uh, John Prusmack, the late, great John Prusmack, who started the Vegas Sevens or was responsible for moving the Sevens to Vegas to rugby nuts. And here we are all these years later with this great tournament still going on. Give me the skinny on how many teams and how they break down categorically. So we're going to be right back near 100 teams again this year. Uh, which is great because first time back at that number since COVID. Uh, we've got some Canadian teams finally able to cross the border again and coming back. We're going to have everything from over 35s men's divisions to uh, over 60s divisions on Friday. Nice. And then Saturday starts the club and social divisions for men and women. And then Sunday is Championship Sunday, and uh, all those teams are going to get to compete for the titles, and it's going to be a great weekend of rugby. Now, I understand the configuration's a little bit different because we don't have the school, the, the community college, I guess, and the bowl, but you guys got some innovative ideas. Yeah, so all of our championships are going to be played in Saranac Lake on Sunday. Uh, we're going to have the Ken Wilson football field set up for the live streaming of the over 35s the women's championship and the men's social and club championships. And during that time, we're actually going to set up at uh, Riverside Park in Saranac Lake, just down the street from the fields with a Can-Am carnival. Uh, we're going to have the games live stream down there. We're going to have a beer tent set up by Raybrook Brewery. And uh, we're going to have some bouncy houses for the kids, some face paintings, some caricatures, uh, some local groups out doing some bake sales and things like that. Uh, trying to involve the whole community as well as the rugby players in a in a great family friendly environment. I really uh, I'm a fan of the wrestle the grizzly attraction that you'll have in that tent. That's pretty cool. We got to you know get some dumb old props in there and wrestle the grizzly. Absolutely. And there's no better setting than the lakeside and Saranac Lake. You know, it's going to be a beautiful atmosphere and uh, should really be a great time. Is that walking distance from the pitches, would you say? Or how far is it from the pitches where that'll be set up? There's a good sized hill you got to walk down. So, uh, you know, your legs are going to be a little tired, but it's definitely uh, walking distance just down at the bottom of the hill, uh, right outside of downtown Saranac Lake. So there's restaurants you can walk to. There's other bars you can check out. There's downtown shopping. Um, it's really going to involve the whole community this way, and we're excited for it. All right. How many men's and how many women's teams do we have? So we have 48 men's teams. Uh, they're split into social as 32 teams, and the, the club side is going to be 16. And then we've got 24 women's teams this year, uh, all competing for the women's championship. And we're going to live stream on Sunday, correct? Yeah, so live stream is going to start with the over 35s championship at 11 a.m. And that's really one of the most competitive divisions that we have. Um, you know, so it's going to be a lot of fun there. And even uh, the Eastside Hyenas are going to have an over 35s team in this year, as well as the Mountaineers putting in a local over 35s team for the first time. So should be fun to watch that one. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I have the honor of being in the uh, the box call the match and dragging in 
involuntary volunteers to, to work <laughs> with me, like the likes of Greg Gilliam in the past and short bus Bill Bishop of the Connecticut Gray, the legend there. But we're going to we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be spectacular, Cam. Spectacular. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. We're all going to have a great time. Lots of rugby for everybody and uh, a lot of fun off the field as well. So we can't gloss over the fact that there's a new sponsor. There is a new sponsor this year that we're very excited about, especially for off the field, is Clonakilty Irish Whiskey. And uh, they're going to be serving some signature cocktails around town and in Lake Placid. They're going to have some tastings set up at a liquor store in Lake Placid, Terry Robards on Friday and Saturday. And uh, they'll be around the fields, probably handing out some samples. And uh, you can pre-order that through the liquor store. The, the teams are going to be uh, really, really in love with that. I think it's a great product and uh, hopefully they're going to have a great time for us this year off the field. Beautiful. I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you. What's the website people can go to? So it's canamrugby.com. Social media. What do we got? Any handles? Uh, Yeah. Canam rugby tournament is on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, And so this week the schedule will be live on the website. So everybody can go check that out probably Monday of next week. And uh, there's also a page on there. If you're looking for a team, uh, if you're just trying to find some minutes coming up by yourself, you can fill out a contact spot so the teams can reach out to you and, and get you in there for some subs and get you playing some minutes. So Rugby whore is welcomed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great stuff, Cam. Looking forward to seeing you, Mr. Cam Moody of the Can-Ams. Thanks, Matt. See you soon. On that note, we are out of time. But please hit that subscribe button on YouTube, join our weekly newsletter, and check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds, our college rugby wrap-up. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team.